And welcome to episode 11 of Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Uh, we are a little more somber today, a little more sad. It is January 26, 2020, uh, and it's about 627 Eastern Standard Time right now. And about two or three hours ago, we got some pretty horrific news about a fellow uh, Philly native basketball superstar, um, it was reported that Kobe Bryant had died in a helicopter crash along with his daughter, Gianna. Yeah, terrible news. Uh, obviously, only really comes up because <laughs> just happened a few hours ago today. Um, and I think he was like a legend for all of sports, not only basketball, but definitely wild just how like shocking it was like no one this was like a freak accident weirdly the day after like lebron passes his um scoring record uh and then like also it's philly playing the lakers and kobe's from philly but played for the lakers um so it's just weird that all that stuff happened uh but definitely something I feel like we have to mention. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, it's, I, and I, I think it's... it's in the world of hip-hop, he's been important too, yeah. obviously. So, uh, big. Yeah, and I think it's just crazy that it's, it was in Philadelphia. I think we really want to emphasize it's a little eerie, a little spooky that this all happened in his hometown. Um, so, you know, being in the early 2Ks of basketball, really showing up there, we know how... Uh, you know, hip-hop has always influenced the NBA community from Allen Iverson, also, uh, uh, you know, another big Philly guy, obviously. Um, but really just throwing out these different mixtapes that they always do to Damian Lillard now today with all these interesting raps that happen around the league. So, it, you know, huge influence between hip-hop and the NBA. And, you know, it was really just tough to see with all of the different people just throwing it out there. You know, with Kanye specifically, it was really tweeting a lot, pictures, everything. Um, really just shows the impact that he had on and off the court. Yeah, yep. Definitely had to touch on that. Really sad. And I'm sure we'll learn more about I don't think anything like, I don't know how much there's to look into. It's either like the pilot error or like mechanical error. Um, but like this just happened. Yeah, like no one knows. And the, the death toll was originally five. Um, it was rumored that his whole family was on there. Then it went down to just three of his daughters, and now it's just one of his daughters. Obviously, could have been much worse, but still tragic um, because the reporting was never accurate. But we still don't know what the reason is. Um, but Def just just thought that we should let you guys know that that's kind of the place that we ha are at when we're recording this. Yeah, yep, yep, place we're at. Uh, and I think, you know, unfortunately, uh, to go from there and kind of dive into the music um, that we're going to talk about, I think... The first thing we're going to touch on musically is the new Mac Miller album that also just came out and is also, um, you know, from a guy that passed away two years ago, or one and a half years ago, but way too young, just like Kobe, had a lot, you know, in front of him. Uh, and it, this specific album was a posthumous release completed by, you know, Mac. Obviously, he had all these songs, but it was actually, like, fine-tuned and fully completed by, like, his producer, um, and I, I know you 
uh, Nikki aren't a big Mac Miller fan, but uh, I actually really got into him after his death. Uh, I think like a lot of people, I listen I listened to him before, but not someone that was really on my playlist. It was just like the occasional song or two. Um, but I thought this, the album was great, and it was just weird that this is all happening uh, at this one time. Just strange that you know that posthumous album comes out. Juice World, who we'll touch on later, recently passed away too, and then we have Kobe. It's just crazy. Yeah, just a lot of big names, just you know, dropping like flies, for lack of a better term. Um, you know, just kind of freak. It's it's never like it's it's always a freak accident. You know, with XXX Tentacion, you know, just getting murdered in Miami to overdoses to helicopters going down. It's always freak. It's always kind of crazy. Um, but the one thing that I do want to touch on, which I think is pretty notable, is the release of music after an artist dies. I think it's always an interesting mm-hmm. area. I think it's a little touchy. I like to talk about yes. it. I think some people. Um, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of artists releasing music. I mean, not even artists, just producers, family, friends releasing music after they die. I think, Same. I think, I think there, I think I'm going to touch on a few, we're going to touch on a few things that, um, that really perpetuate the stereotype of these different a- atmospheres. But the one thing that I did really like about the Mac Miller, um, release was that it was released by his family, which is number one, mm-hmm. great. It was not just a business opportunity. Yeah, yeah, no. And two, and you, yeah, and they post on the Instagram. I don't know if you saw this, but they post on the Instagram that like this, everything that goes on with this album is being donated to charity to try to stop yeah. drug overdoses. Like it was a really yeah. good cause, which you don't see a lot. For sure. And the album like feels that way. It doesn't feel commercial. It feels like this was something that was in the works before he died. Right. It was close to being complete. That was the idea. He had swimming and this was supposed to be like swimming in circles or something. Yeah, it was. And there might have been another one but he was like obviously like pretty much complete with this one aside from like production um which was then fully completed uh but yeah as you said it, it didn't feel like that it wasn't that and all the it was released by his family and all the don all the uh, pro- profits are going to the right places whereas like i feel like xxxentacion is getting like his name just used for money exactly um, and i think i think i don't even know what's going on there i don't peak up with his music that posthumous music because i mean that just seems so messed up to me yeah and i think that the thing i think you hit it right on the on the head with the you know juice uh not juice world xxx tentacion is is you know he's a brand at this point he's not a person anymore yeah, uh yeah. he's like he's just he's the founder of essentially a brand and that brand he's dead it's like hot topic it, like old hot yeah topic. really and like for example his shrine at his funeral like people go visit it but they don't just visit because they like respect him they visit it because it's, no. it's almost like a clout thing like it's like oh my gosh yeah look at, literally that xx Nazion's thing so like totally business opportunities also crazy that everyone is getting their hands on these tracks from XXX and then that song always blows up because people love him um, and you know I was really into him about the beginning of junior year when Look At Me just came out but I was just a little bit deeper than that uh, the, you know the whole SoundCloud thing he had all of these different tracks on there um, and you know the Miami Trap seems really com- coming up with Smoke Perp, Ski Mask, The Slump God, like all of that was coming up. And his death really perpetuated all of this and really drove this forward and propelled it. Um, and I think that's really evident that his face is potentially being used just for money, and it's just really sad. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that, and I, I agree with your thoughts on like the posthumous stuff. Um, I think you. It generally, I think, like, that's general consensus, kind of, like, a lot of people find it weird to just, like, profit off of someone's name when they're gone. Um, like, they're obviously not 
unless it's like the family doing it or children like they're obviously not seeing any of that so it just seems really wrong um and i feel like that's why you haven't heard a lot of music from um other artists in the past like michael jackson's princes like they obviously have a huge catalog of music they never released but like is that right to release it not in like a for maybe it should be put in like the national archives but not like a company releasing it off a label yeah and i think that's a really good point because i think michael jackson his stuff is like fort knox right like i remember reading about so valuable yeah i remember reading about when scorpion came out about how hard it was for drake to get that apparently like he had to talk to a ton of people to get some of that audio onto his track and then release it um because michael jackson uh you know that whole the, the whole jackson family pretty much owns all of the rights to that and, and, and are really um, invested in it, too. Yeah. No, for sure. It's a, it's a weird situation, obviously, brought up by the current situation we're in, times we're in. Um, I mean, ideally, you have an artist, and I, that's obviously what they plan on doing. They kind of release the catalog they want to release in the end of the day. <coughs> It's them that's releasing the music because it's their music and they only want the world to hear so much, right? Exactly. Like, and they, I mean, they put out obviously a lot, but like they're, they're picking and choosing what they do. So kind of take that away from them doesn't seem right. Yeah, and I think, I think just this whole aspect, I think everyone has a different opinion. I think some people, I think you said either it's like, well, it's unreleased music, they would have wanted to release it anyways. Um, and then, you know, the legal, the, the, the legality of it, oh my gosh, the legality of it, um, and then the moral aspect, and then also, like, how families treat it, and I think Mac Miller did that, you know, to bring this full circle, I think Mac Miller did it very right, you know, to donate profits, yeah. to have yep. the storyline as if he was going to release it anyways, not just, like, um, yeah. a, you know, an aggregate of just songs that just were, were put on ten, an album with no story, I think that's... And it really, well. yeah, for sure, and it, like, uh, I feel like it can go one of two ways like when someone dies like either the album is like whole like this is like clearly just for profit this means nothing or with like mac miller's case where like he made it before he died but he was in like whatever headspace he was in it really like was like cathartic for i'm sure a lot of the people that have been diehard fans for a while but i mean people that just like music it's a beautiful album in my opinion um and touches on a lot of topics that are pretty wild to think back now that he's dead that he touched on um but it was like very well done and very like yeah cathartic i think is the right word yeah i totally agree i totally agree i mean i think i think with any dead artist and coming on an album it's it's always going to be interesting and i think that this was done very very well yeah yep agreed and i guess moving on from that same topic unfortunately this you know the cloud of this episode is uh is kind of death um but you know, we t- we have to touch on what we have to touch on, and that's the news and what's going on. So I think the next piece, uh, and something that you were telling me about, is this um, Juice World story, who unfortunately also passed away way too young. But uh, with a crazy kind a ver- of story, though. Yeah, tell me what, what, what you were telling so, me. So essentially what happened was, I, I'll just give, you know, the whole rewind here. So essentially, as we all heard, Juice World. Um, I'm going to say allegedly died, you know, um, probably early December, maybe late November around then, you know, it's been a little bit of time. Um, he tweeted out like years ago that if he ever became famous, he would want to, um, fake his own death, kind of like, 
uh, in a Lenin-esque kind of way um, so that people would like freak out and then he would just come back to life, right? So that was kind of the story that he tweeted out that he wanted to do and then he, he died essentially um, around the time in his tweet, I think it was like 20 or 20, 19, in between the ages of 19 and 21, he wanted to die. Um, and now he's dead, allegedly, at that age. Um, a lot of weird coincidental things are happening, for example, that tweet. But another one that's really interesting that just surfaced uh, a little bit ago, I actually saw it yesterday, was, again, this is not me. This is me, obviously, refurbishing a story that came out. But what was really interesting was that Juice World actually had a tattoo, a very large tattoo, from uh, the beginning of his hand to the wrist all the way to, you know, the elbow area on the inside of his arm that said no vanity. It was a very big um, kind of like if you were to cut yourself like with razor kind of blade um, font or whatever on his arm, but it was a tattoo, of course, that said no vanity. Now, what's kind of eerie in this whole Juice World situation is that No Vanity just released a new album. So New Vanity is this brand new artist that no one had ever heard about, but they just released a new album on Spotify called Still Here. And on that cover of the album, there is a character. It's, an, it's a cartoon album cover, but there's a character that looks eerily like Juice World, and people are kind of going a little bit insane about what is happening with this whole Juice World thing. Is he still alive? Is he still quote unquote here? Um, you know, it's it's almost like a very camp story, camp campfire story uh, that you would tell with your friends to spook them out a little bit. But this is literally real life, and the guy on the track who who is performing these raps sounds weirdly like Juice World, so people are a little confused and this Juice World story keeps on evolving and, and it's just so fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, that is the first I've ever heard of it. I'm not, like, I feel like maybe these, some Juice World kind of stands might know about that, um, but I never heard of that. That's wild. I didn't know all about that. Um, I just knew some of his songs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, again, um, I think I think he's another one. I think he had lucid dreams, and then I think he actually, unfortunately, I think he just got a lot more popular when he died. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, as it's like unfortunately slash, it's tough because like for me, as I said before, I had listened to Mac Miller, you know, before he died, but just like I've listened to like many other artists, I, I listened to some of their songs, and then I'm not like frequenting that. I've only heard so many. So that was like how my relationship with Mac Miller, then he died and I got really into it, but I didn't, I mean, I thought for me it was a good thing because I was exposed to his music. Um, but I think it is unfortunate that they have to die for them to be like more exposed. Um, but I mean, it also is fortunate in some ways that other people can take up that music even after they're gone. Yeah, right. And uh, Eminem's actually new album actually features Juice World too. Uh, a, yeah. a very interesting collaboration that I would have never guessed to work, um, but something interesting too that you know his music was put on there. Another eerie thing, you know, was that something that was pre-made or did he make it? I feel like no one really knows, um, but it's just something to really consider and, and keep an eye out as we move forward oh, with the yeah. with the news. You know, um, I mean XXX and Tassione was on. Uh Lil Wayne's album. Yeah, right, right, right. Little um, and, and new Lil Wayne coming out too called Funeral. Yeah, wow, that is weird. Yeah, wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't even think about Jesus that. It's kind of crazy. It's a, it's a yeah, big day for death. Oh my God. And actually, I, I assume you saw this. We actually didn't text about this, but the, the, the album cover 
for funeral, it went viral on Twitter because if you turned the picture upside down of funeral, it read Little Wayne. It is the coolest album oh, art of all time. I'm literally about yeah, to. Yeah, look it up. It is Wayne album. funeral album. And then if you just flip it upside down, so it's his funeral, and oh, then you flip it over, crazy. it says Lil Wayne. It is absolutely absurd. I, I don't know, like, like the attention That's to detail some is kind great of insane. Graphic design. Yeah, I know. I was incredibly like just shocked to see that in a good way. Is this like is this like new music or is this like um, Carter Five? A lot of like stuff that was locked up. So I'm really not sure, and I don't want to misinform, but I assume it's new music. But it's weird that he's going away from the Carter kind of legacy with how how yeah, that well, works. Well, he has his yeah. He has other uh, what's the other uh, Carter the Carter trilogy, and then he has his other. Fuck, this is terrible that I'm blanking on this, but. Um, his, uh, you know what it is. I feel like you must. I'm, I'm about to search it, but he has like two separate series. Um, I'm sure if you told me, I remember, but I'm blanking too, unfortunately. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, oh, this is why, again, we had an intern for a little bit, but then we don't. Even yeah, know. I don't know. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, <laughs> the Carter, the Carter, the Carter. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's, oh, his mixtapes, maybe, that I'm thinking of. I feel like he had a series of mixtapes. Yeah. Yeah, well, he, he was definitely a huge mixtape guy. Because he was mixtape Wheezy. That was uh, Jay-Z's name for him. All right. Yeah, I'll figure that out. That, I don't know it. I'm sorry. to our, You guys might, if you're listening. Yeah, tweet at us. <laughs> yeah, tweet at us. At Love Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Let us know ASAP. As you listen. ASAP. ASAP. Because we're, we're done Googling this shit. <laughs> you got to tell us. Uh, okay, yeah, but um, I think so. That is crazy. That's called funeral and all this death that we've been talking about. But you did also mention the Eminem album, and that's an album that I started and didn't actually finish. I don't know if it was like because it wasn't great, but I had no like real desire to go back to it, which is weird because I'm an Eminem. I like Eminem. I think he's very talented. Um, he is an artist that like I like some of his stuff and like don't like others. Um, Same. So I don't know. I was just getting. Like, his last um, kamikaze I really liked, especially, like, the first half. And the diss like tracks. And, the songs in the set. Yeah, just those were great. Uh, those were classic. Uh, and then, obviously, his older stuff. But there was some stuff in between. A revival. Um, Godzilla. Just, and then... Yeah. <laughs> well, Godzilla... Well, can we actually uh, talk about Godzilla, the track on his, on his album? Because he broke a world record for most words in 30 seconds, fun fact. Really? Yeah, I think it was like 232. Wow. See, that's why he's so impressive. Yeah. That's why he's so right. impressive. He's like a But like, Blake, like, no, artist. like, I can really, so the thing with me and Eminem is I think he's, I respect the guy. I think he's a great talent. I think he's awesome. I, you know, at the end of the day, he's, he's just reading words really fast. Like, that's, that's. Yeah, but he writes them down. They're crazy lyricism. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I totally agree. I think he's a very talented guy. I think he's. Oh, but his flow, you're no, saying? No, yeah, it's very, like. I, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying that I think I respect him. I think he's the best rapper out there in terms of, of just speaking words quickly um, with very good rhyme schemes. I think he's the best out there. Maybe Kendrick Lamar um, is up there with him, too. But, you know, I just can't get excited about an Eminem album. I just can't. You know, I respect him a lot, but I just, I'm like, okay, this will be, the, I mean, the songs will be fine, but it's nothing I'm going to, like, be everlasting like they used to be. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, he's also old now. Like, I don't know, he's like 45, I think he said in his diss track to MGK. Oh, my gosh, and the Nick Cannon thing. Remember that? Oh, wait. 
The, oh, the diss track yeah. or the well, thing so, that Orlando well, Bloom well, said? Well, so, well, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. But Eminem and Nick Cannon's beef, when they when Nick Cannon called him out, a diss track to Eminem, yeah. Eminem was just like, this is stupid. Um, yeah, well, Eminem still is, like, regardless of what I feel like you feel about his other music. When he goes, like, diss track mode, he might be the guy you don't want to fuck with the most. Oh, absolutely. He'll Out of anyone. You. Like, even Jay-Z... Even, like, well, like, I'm talking about people that are alive still, like, Nas, like, those guys were amazing, and they're amazing lyricists, but, like, Eminem is, like, crazy. He's, like, a crazy lyricist, but also, like, a crazy person, and he would say anything, and he would just, like, fuck you up, and just, I think, I think most rappers have said that. Maybe not Jay-Z has said that. That would be a crazy battle, but, like, I think Eminem, battle rap, battle rap, uh, not, not many people like him. That, that was, that was really a start freestyling. Uh, battle rap so. yeah i remember some rappers actually came out between the nick cannon and eminem thing i think it was either the game or 50 cent was just like nick cannon just stop like there's yeah, no reason for get... eminem to even respond like this is so dumb yeah. like well he won't he's too, he, he, yeah he's not he gonna won't. respond he's like too old he doesn't give a yeah. yeah it's also nick cannon like he's a host of like yeah he, he's like he's like the host of like the mass singer on like abc or fox like come on man like what, what's he gonna do he, he's 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 essentially Ryan Seacrest, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's there's no point of it. Who's also on. like, I mean, like, do you want to touch on the, uh, uh, the funny thing that Orlando Bloom said? Yeah, what did he say? So <laughs> I don't know, like, what the context of this is, or how this came up, or what. I mean, I just was like on Twitter and I saw it, um, where he's just like. I don't know if he now has beef with Nick Cannon. I'm just like, yo, Nick Cannon, you need to, like, shut up. But, like, you also suck my dick. Right. Like, that was so suck. strange. <laughs> it, it was just like, what the, like, where did this come and, and, from? And all, the, and all the captions were like, I cannot wait to tune into Wild and Out after this now. Because yeah. that's just what's going to happen every single time now that he goes on there. That Orlando Bloom thing is never going to die. And it's probably hilarious. I mean, wild. I don't know what, like, the context of that was because i think it was like it's like one of those memes where you know it's like it's like uh, somebody and then it just says like colon and then there's nothing and then there's like somebody <laughs> else bloom. and then has some like meme yeah. yeah orlando bloom like that is literally what happened <laughs> great verbal meme right there great verbal meme. yeah hope you guys can uh mentally picture that image um, and then we can get into some new Drake too. We had some nice new yes, Drake come out. Yes. Um, I mean, it's so a there's two two now. songs we can cover. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Loyal and Life Is Good. One with uh, PND, another with Future, uh, uh, respectively. I don't know which one I said first. So Loyal's PND, and then Life Is Good. Is oh Future. yeah, Loyal. Yeah. yeah, and then also War. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. War. I love War. Oh yeah. Interesting. I forgot about War. It came out with a music video that just dropped like randomly yeah. on like like a Tuesday at midnight. Like super strange. Yeah, yeah scary. Yeah, a little, a little scary. All right, which one do you want to touch on first? Um, Loyal? Life is good because uh Drake's okay. verse was great and Futures Drake's just verse. lacked. I, I hate to say yeah, it. Futures, I hate to say it. Futures did lack. Futures did lack. I was not, I hate to say it too, it wasn't, I mean, like, I've listened to it now a lot, 
and like it's better than when I was initially listening to it, but like I'm still like I almost like skip. Yeah. <laughs> like right. Re, like re like like might as well listen to Drake's verse twice and then just like play another song as opposed to listen to like Drake and Future. I literally just hit uh, rewind. When, I literally hit restart <laughs> when Drake's verse is over. So I'm like, yeah, okay, Future, yeah, we don't same. care. <laughs> literally same. I know Drake's Drake's verse is just like a vibe. I mean, you know, it's Drake. He's doing what he's doing. Um, and it's a great sound. I'm excited for his upcoming album, whenever that's going to come out. I think this yeah, year. Yeah, this like, year. I don't know. No, obviously not confirmed. Again, just seeing all of this on Twitter. Yeah. Like, you never really know. Um, like, if you think you know, you never really know. Um, I think, like, the most trusted source when it comes to when music's actually coming out is, like, obviously the artists themselves uh, or, like, uh, uh, a DJ Academics. But in the case of Drake, Joe Budden is probably, no like, the, the least reliable because uh, they have beef. But yeah. you also never know, too. You never yeah, know. but but DJ um, but, academic but probably and, and, and button get um, it get it going pretty yeah. often. And I'm sure he's gonna. He didn't release an album in 2019. He didn't really release. He did just a lot of like features, and then did the uh, the championship. Yeah, the champ, which was two songs, uh, which wasn't much. I mean, for an artist, that's not much, uh, except for like Kendrick, who hasn't like released music in like fucking like ten years. Right. Uh, actually, when was that? Well, I guess, like, does the Black Panther album count? So, that was a good question. I was actually was, talking about this with someone at work. Um, he produced it. So, it was 20, so a lot of people say yes. And he also yes. had a lot of songs on yeah. it. Yeah. So, people say yes because he produced it, but people say no because it's not a solely him album. I'm trying to see. So. If they include it on his discography. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they will because he was um, heavily involved in the making of it, but so was The Weeknd and a few other people. Um, but a great album all around. I, I really enjoyed that the, the, the Black yeah. Panther soundtrack. I mean, I'm sure he's going to come out with another album soon in the next few year, two or three, and it's probably going to be really good. Um, but looking at his past albums, Section 80 was 2011, Good Kid, Mad City 2012, so that's pretty close. Then to Pimp a Butterfly was 2015, so that's three years. Uh, then Damn was 2017, mm-hmm. so not not totally unlike him, but he hasn't really like even done like features or like done anything he's done a few features here and there but he's really just been working with like the td the tde guys yeah Um, i think he might be trying to like is he old is he like low-key old kendrick lamar i'd put in the mid-30s but yeah i I really don't know i'll 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 look he's 32 so he's like same age no he's three years younger than drake because drake's lebron jay cole's also uh no drake's 33 i'm pretty sure he was born in 87 you remember uh in All Me, I think it. Wait. He says it in one of his songs. Drake? Yeah, it says what year he's born. 86. A, uh, yeah. A I touchdown in 86. Me. Knows 86. the shape of the age of six. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Yeah, don't... Yeah, of course. All right, so he's 33. Um, but yeah, and then J. Cole's probably going to release some stuff. But sorry, back to, back to Drake. Uh, that's going to be exciting. Also... Regardless, Life is Good is really good in terms of the Drake verse, but it also seems like there's like a What a Time to Be Alive 2 that's been made, I think. Um, so we'll see if that gets released before or after. This could be the first single when. off that off that yeah, mixtape clearly, or collab, whatever I think it clearly. is. I think it definitely, definitely, obviously, I think if they release something, this will be a single on it. Yep. Um, and the music video, um, too, is interesting with them just like working... You know, odd jobs. Yeah, yeah, like odd jobs. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it was, that it was like, cool. That was good. They did that. Uh, and then, like, working on the weekend, because, like, like, a lot of those jobs, you do got to work on the weekend. <laughs> um, so 
Sorry, and then I think we also should touch on Loyal and War. I think Loyal was good. It's probably my least favorite of the three in terms of Drake's. Life is Good as a whole was probably my least favorite because I like Party's part. I did too. Uh, in Loyal. Yeah. And I also like Drake's. I just like the War vibe a lot. War was dope. People really hated on War though on Twitter. I was I was following Cause it. Because it. it was... Because it was British, super British. It was. It was a British thing. He was, but I, I fucked with it. His his flow was so I good. I know. I know. It always and, is. And the, it always is. It always is. And 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 I was listening to something, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Like a lot of the words we wouldn't be able to understand because they're like British slash Toronto slang, um, and so a lot of what he's saying is like code, for like a lot of like crazy. Like he would basically like, yo, I would kill you if you like crossed me or some shit like that. You know, or like literally like. Um, calling people out but in like coded terms and then he was also saying later in the song uh everyone everyone i'm with has got code names anyone i'm beefing with is a no name uh, so literally was talking about code um, so i think that's also why he does that just because i think he likes uh experimenting with flows he is a big the toronto that. thing yeah. is big uh but also he can like subliminally like say or kind of overtly say shit that people just like don't understand because he's saying like, like gal and like wagwa, just <laughs> like weird stuff that, that we just wouldn't <laughs> yeah. understand unless you're from like Essex, yeah, exactly. UK, or like Toronto. <laughs> yeah, or like Toronto. Yeah, exactly. Very grime Toronto, and then Loyal was a little bit more Caribbean, which was uh, interesting. Which was nice. Yeah, I mean it was nice. It was nice. It was, it was a very worldly few uh, few songs for Drake. <laughs> yeah. It was. It went from like Caribbean. To, like, UK, Toronto, to, like, Atlanta picking up the track. Yeah. <laughs> um, overall, overall, good good tracks by Drake. Um, I don't think any of them are going to be, like, necessarily, like, lasting ones. No, um, no. War might like be. Like, Money in the Grave is definitely a lasting one that you hear on the radio and everything. But the other ones, we'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I, I, think, I think time works out. I think War is just going to be in, like, the category of, like, behind bars. Yeah, and, for sure. And, like, his British stuff, because that's going to be its own little pot. Uh, and that'll be in there more remembered than like yeah a life is good is is more on his normal like sounding English North American flow. I'm seeing if War was even on Apple Music. Or it was just another rogue drop that he did on like. No, it's not on Apple yeah. Music. It's on SoundCloud though. It's not. There's a bunch of SoundCloud. Yeah, so it was versions. a rogue drop. Well, because it's for like a a production a producer album, I think. Like his producer, I think it's like. An album curated by like Oliver El Khatib. Okay. Right, that's yeah. his name. Um, and then maybe Forty as well. Yep. Uh, so I think that was just like one of the songs on it, because he prom he at like promoted something that was like that, um, and said this was off that, because the beat is dope. Always is. Always is. Yeah. It's always his his squad his production squad is crazy. I think it's. The I'm best pretty sure business. Drake also. Drake is also part of that squad. He also produces. Like, he also fucks around with the, the machinery and the engineering. Yeah, he, like he definitely is a heavy you, hand. You, you must. I mean, like, if you're locked up in the studio for days with 40, there's no way you're not, like, learning how to do that. Yeah, and I think, I think this is a great transition to Drake's sampling abilities. Um, I think this has to do with 40 just... I really appreciate that it's not all just new beats being created maybe by like Tay Keith, you know, like those guys who just make hard Memphis sounding trap yeah. beats like but but 
it's really just bringing every generation together from samples all the way from like, I don't know, um, you know, we have samples from uh, some R&B, some old 90s R&B to like um, Ellie Golding. Like it, it really varies. And I think it really attracts yeah. all different audience groups into that one thing. And I really appreciate samples. Like it's really interesting to hear Same. different vocals. I think... Um, views. So much stuff is sampled now, too. Yeah, anyway. exactly. And views are so heavily sampled. But honestly, a lot of it I didn't even know was sampled until I found this guy on Twitter. Um, I don't remember his name. Apologies. I definitely plug him. I think he. I think you uh, DM'd me that account. I think it got blocked. He got blocked. Got, like, removed. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. yeah, he was just creating amazing samples. So he was doing these two things where... Um, for ten for fifteen seconds each, it was the Drake song, and then it was the sample, and it was incredible to just see um, these different people sample these different beats. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I'm sure stuff. like copyright stuff got him like shut down. Yeah, we'll see. I didn't see. I didn't actually really see the account. I, I clicked on it t like two days after you sent in, and it was gone. Right. Yeah, I mean, just just Drake Drake Forty and Oliver's ability to just sample is just always it's always been so um, impeccable and just it, it's it's honestly the pinnacle of the rap game when it comes to the the ability to produce beats. Yeah, and I mean Kanye is also, but Kanye is different. But yeah, I would say Kanye is a crazy producer. Yeah, and I think most of Kanye. I think honestly, for me, especially I don't know Kanye, his beats really make drive home his albums because i think we've said this before if he was on other beats and like other songs that he's been on with like other artists that are more like like other people's beats that are more like standard rap i'd like them way less um like his stuff with uh um like champions for example where he was on i think big sean was on that a designer obviously it was a hype song but like it just wasn't my like i don't know i like cup when Kanye is on his own beat a lot. Yeah, and, and he's going down an interesting path, too, with all the church stuff, stuff that we haven't really seen before. Yeah. Um, and we'll see if he keeps that up. I mean, we'll see how much, uh, you know, his Christianity, his faith plays into his music and, and you know, his coming up of, of music. But the thing with Kanye that's really interesting, too, is he never just, like, he hasn't hopped on a track with someone in, in like, so long. Like, he is just doing his own thing in his own world. Um, and it's really, it's really fun to watch. I, I really think it's a fun thing to watch. Kanye, yeah, he tweeted out about Kobe. I know, R.I.P. Tweet out pictures, everything. It's just, it's tough to I see. I know, the whole internet, the whole internet. Tough, tough way to, to kind of uh, end the day today. It's the evening out here in Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. Uh, nights falling as is appropriate on the topics that we were discussing. Absolutely. The, the day that has passed. Yeah, this um, day needs to end, honestly. Yeah, and I guess you know. This podcast episode needs to end too, <laughs> and that's and that's how we end it, guys. That's how we end that, it. That's how we end it. I think on kind of a a somber but a necessary note. Um, yeah, I think so too. Sense. I think so too. I think uh, I think that's a good way to do it. You know, let's let's just think about it. Um, yeah, let's let's take time to reflect. Maybe we'll have like a little like twenty four seconds of silence. <laughs> yeah, who are we? The, the, uh, the Raptors and Spurs. Yeah, the Raptors and Spurs uh, at the end of this podcast. But, yeah, I think um, it's been wild to, to see all these artists, you know, go through all, you know, all these things. And then some of them make it out of it. Some of them pass away, like Mac Miller's and Juice World's, like, with their drug problems. And then you have things that are freak accents, like Kobe's. It's just a good time to, to reflect. And hopefully this episode, 
will help you do that. Yep, and highly recommend watching Jay Williams' take on the on the Kobe death. Uh, it's pretty moving, pretty impactful. Um, online television, it happened. He hopped on the minute that it was confirmed. You know, TMZ was the first one to report it. Apparently, they reported it even before the, the Bryant family knew. TMZ just doing what they do oh best. I honestly don't believe anything just TMZ like, says, so I was a little yeah, skeptical. Kind of I, I was yeah. I was very quick to, you know, say fake news. This can't be right. It's, it's TMZ. But unfortunately... Uh, they reported it correctly, um, but they broke it. Um, but yeah, just 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 really really tough to see. And encourage you to watch Jay Williams' take on it. It's about thirty seconds. It's really good. All right. On that note, um, thanks for listening. We'll be back. Um, of course, you know we always give you a little of a hi- bit of a hiatus, um, but we're always back. And sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're back. You know, back to back. We could record tomorrow. You don't even know. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. You don't I don't know. know. We like you. Alex know. doesn't know. Yeah. I don't know either. I don't know either. Someone knows. And that's that's <laughs> the best part of, of listening with us is that we find out together. Yeah. Yeah. We're all in this together. We're all in this together. All in this together. And 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 I like ending it with that because we're all in this together, one big family. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening. All See right. Ya. Peace, guys.